0: Welcome, citizens. You're listening to New Amsterdam
1: Radio, the podcast for creatives.
0: Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now.
1: Welcome, citizens. (laughs) New Amsterdam Radio starts now Uh, I'm having a little bit of a goofy time today It's one of those days where I just can't grab anything Like things are just dropping out of my hands (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had days like that where you just feel not coordinated? (laughs) I don't know This is the podcast for creatives, New Amsterdam Radio Learn more at newamsterdam.com But you already know that because it's the name of the show, right? You know, one of the things I, I really like about being a creative sometimes is that creation comes out not necessarily coming with an idea out of thin air, but taking art or taking something that already exists and twisting it and contextualizing it and making it relevant. In fact, the first 40 episodes of New Amsterdam Radio was about that, taking the news of the day and remixing it for creatives like yourself. But my guest today took that to another level. I'm sure you're familiar with the works of Dr. Maya Angelou. I know I did. I know we studied a lot of her works in school. But my guest today, Van Jewel and Sean Rivera, went to the estate of Dr. Maya Angelou and found a way to take the words and and the feelings from her works, her written works, and put them to music. Cage Bird Songs is a project that's out now, which I, when I first heard it, was just floored about how something could be a mix of things that we're all familiar with, but when combined, can be something completely different. So... Before I get into my talk with them, I just want to say, as always, thank you so much for checking out the show. You have a million and one podcast solutions and ideas in your daily schedule or weekly schedule, but you made New Amsterdam Radio part of your podcast diet. I, for one, am enamored. And I will continue to thank you because that's what a mayor does. <laughs> Without further ado, my chat with Van and John Rivera. Welcome back to I Am Sam Raider, the podcast for creatives. And I can tell you one thing over the last year, but I have grown so much as an individual, as a business owner, and a creative. But there's one through line I love, and that is being aware of what's going around and sense of self. I'm a creative color, and connecting with other creative colors has always been one of the great things about doing what I do. So let's talk about this today because I stumbled across this collection this beautiful collection of, of poems set to music called "Cagebird Bird Songs in association with Dr. Maya Angelou. And here we have the creators behind that project, Van Jewel and Sean Rivera. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having us. We're glad to be here. <laughs> it's great to be here. I, I was just floored. Cause, you know, growing up in school, uh, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, we had to read Dr. Maya Angel's works, but they were kind of assigned, and so at that age, like, I want to read it. <laughs> but, 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 but coming across this project, Caged Bird Song was a whole different, as a mom would say, pot of pumpkin. Uh, how did it come together? How, what was the start of this?
0: Well, wow, so, um, basically, uh, I had like you, uh, I grew up, uh, listening to Maya, but it was kind of like Brussels sprouts. Like, you don't realize you like them until you're older and you're like, wait, these are actually really good. <laughs> yeah. Listen there up, kids. We... She, she touched, she reached me uh, creatively at a point when I was at a, a low, my lowest low and I was reading her autobiography and I started to feel inspired, like if she's been through more than I've ever imagined going through, she suffered so that, you know, to pave a way for all of us and it really kind of put things in perspective for me her life story um as far as the music side of things um the poems like i had this kind of idea in my head to make to make her words into music to kind of pass it on to the next generation but a lot of people they'll they'll base something on her work as opposed to letting her work speak for itself um Mm -hmm. so in 2007 um, i started recording um some Melodies to the poems. Like I had them printed out and I would just kind of sing along with it. And I had some friends that were musicians that would play and we kind of, you know, started building this snowball effect. And I had no plan. I had no idea that, uh, you know, it would take as long as it did. Um, but thanks to, um, to Van Jewel, um, you know, uh, Smooch Music helped to make the vision a reality and it was a wonderful yeah. thing.
1: So let's talk about that, uh, Miss Jewel. Smooch Music. Uh, definitely one of the DIY brands, but you're able to have this kind of like resolve to so could push projects over the finish line. Uh, was it like an instant pitch? Like, oh, this is great. Was it something that you tried to uh, see how the market worked? What was Smooch, Smooch Music's role in bringing this to light?
2: Well, we started, my my husband and I, we weren't married at the time, but I was I was at his house sitting on his couch. He was upstairs. <laughs> Let me clear that up. And, yeah. uh, and I was watching this show called smooth jazz and I didn't have my glasses on it was like gothic type of letters it was like a like a the t looked like a c so I said okay smooch. I said smooch okay so that's how it started smooch music <laughs> <laughs> and um it. and our first our first um actually our first artist was Dr. Angelo and um it wasn't like we were waiting for anything. We were trying to go in all different types of directions. And along came my, my son was working, doing some things with Sean. And then Sean brought this project to us through my son saying, um, this is something that I think my parents would really like to, to listen to. So we listened to Dr. Angelou's um, music that they put, he put together. And we said, we, we've got to work with this. Dr. Angelou, and the music was so well put together. It was like she was right there putting it together with them. It was perfect. So we said, we we have to work with her. We have to find a way to do it. So Sean, you can tell them about the boat.
0: Oh man. There was a boat involved. Oh uh, Oh. yeah, it would would be an insult to call it a boat. But um, basically a friend of mine had a tip and said, look, um, there's a party for Maya's 80th birthday. And you're not on the list, but uh, here's the dress code and here's where it's at. And if they catch you, I don't know you. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, yeah, I hopped on a plane and I went to, of all places, the Mar-a-Lago because that's where everybody was staying, the from yeah. Mar-a-Lago, but you know, this is, how, <laughs> this is back in 2008. It's um,
1: <laughs> the <then clarification.
0: laughs> I show up at the designated place and there's a yacht. And on this yacht is Oprah Winfrey Quincy Jones and Tyler Perry, uh, Ashford and Simpson. I mean, You name it, it was like the who's who on this. Yeah, and they're eating like pink cheese. Oh man, <laughs> it, it was just a fabulous, unforgettable time. Yeah, I Didn't it, get kicked off the boat.
1: So I mean, don't like tell me the blueprint of go- seeking to a party, but was it a, like a James Bond thing? Did you have to, like Vulcan with
0: <laughs> somebody to like pass the security? Like what? <laughs> no, I actually, I, I acted as if like I, I dressed the part um, and i saw somebody there who was a friend of a friend like the person who gave me the tip uh, margaret courtney clark uh, she was friends with vicky hughes um who is one of Maya's uh, family members cousin um so i started talking to vicky about margaret and then other people saw us talking to each other and next thing you know it's like i'm being introduced to other people so by the time like the line started forming you know i was just another person in the line I was waiting to see if they're going to pull out like a guest list or a manifest. Yeah. But no, if you knew where to be, then you could have got on that boat. Uh,
1: Maybe I'm just like totally ignorant, but I figure if Oprah was there, they would look for fingerprints, biometric (laughs) scans, (laughs) retina scans. (laughs) And uh, I I love the fact that you named uh, your company Smooch there, uh, Ms. Julie, even though the origins are kind of funny, but like I always took it as like, keep it simple like ask the KSS method. And I think that mm-hmm. what we saw here was this, this beautiful collaboration of, of words and music to really present something new. Uh, working with the state though, of Dr. Maya Angelou, I could have bet they're bombarded with ideas and remixes or what have you all the time. Like how did you break through to show this can actually be uh, be used to positively inspire other people?
2: Well, smooch, um actually smooch means sharing more of ourselves changes hearts. Yeah. That's really all about. Right and, uh, and so once Sean introduced the project to us and met Dr. Angelou and gave her a CD, just a little, you know, rough draft of things, and we started working with our attorney and everything back and forth. And she just said yes. And she doesn't normally say yes to anyone we found out. And she decided she wanted to look into this project. So we went down there to visit her, really nervous. Now she was really just getting out of the hospital. And she was, they said, you can't have any germs around you. You can't have any cough, nothing, um, because she's very that sensitive. So she came home to spend time with us to meet us. And so we, uh, before we left, we went to um, the, the black part of town and we got some African soap, which was really, really good and washed ourselves really good. and. Um, so we didn't have any any germs around us. When we first met her, we walked into her home, and we were introduced to her. And I was I was so nervous. I said, "What am I going to say to this woman? You know, this icon." So, you know, I was a little nervous, and I said, "Hello, it's nice to meet you." And she she was so sweet and so pleasant. And she asked me when we sat down, she asked me to give her some papers. She has some papers on her desk. And I, I gave her, uh, you know, two or three pieces of paper. And I said, I don't know, is this okay to write on? She said, um, I said, it looks important. She said, everything is important. So that was my mm-hmm. first lesson. And I said, okay. And then she looked at me and she said, I perceived who you two were before you got here. And I said, oh, okay, then I said to myself, I don't have to worry about trying to be what I'm not, you know, or trying to be smart or whatever. So <laughs> everything calmed down at that point, And we just were ourselves. And she, you, I learned so much from her. I, she's changed my life. I would never be the same. The things that she taught us, the things that she said to us, and the way she worked with us, she really knew what she was doing. And she was always on time with her pearls on. She was Ooh. dressed. To the, to the nines and she we were always sitting at a big kitchen table and that's where we did all of our work and um, she was always there and telling her, her people what to do, okay, find this, do this I mean she was on it when we walked in that door every single day Yeah,
1: Sean your musical background speaks for itself. I mean, you can you can do a couple of deep dive Google searches. I mean, Loveface Records, uh, which was this record label I wanted to be signed to. I had no musical talent. I just wanted to be signed to it to high five outcast. That was like a kid's uh, dream <laughs> here. Uh, well wh- what is the nuance though of of making songs out of lyrics you can't really like change, right? Well, you can't you, really do things. But that's
0: that's a great question. Okay, you, you're in LA. Are you familiar with Limerick Park? Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to be part of the spoken word scene after the as yet days, after my 90s R&B boy band thing kind of died down. I really got heavily into spoken word and performance art. And the thing about Dr. Angelo is the way she writes, it has cadence rhythmically, and also um, the meter and the structure lends itself to music. And on top of that, uh, if you do a deep dive into Maya, she has uh, Calypso records, like she, she used to be a musical artist as well. So I chose poems that really didn't uh, need much adjustment um, in terms of, it was more about building around her. The best compliment I get when people listen to the record is so what did you do? Because it sounds like she went in the studio and just did it that way. Turn really, me up, yeah. It's like, how, you ever see like online how they do these, um, like auto-tune the news or like I marquees, where they'll yeah. be syncing up. I, I was doing that kind of stuff like before it was a thing, like to take the YouTube videos, I would take her video and then try to line it up with the beat, like yeah. chop it, phrase it. So it's kind of doing the same thing for the audio and the video. Um, but really, I, I have to say that it, if, if it wasn't for the depth of Maya's work, what she put into it, there would be no inspiration. Like the kind of uh, the attention to detail, like you can't mess up Doctor Angelo. Like it'd be better just to leave it alone if you're gonna, you know, <laughs> right. take liberties.
1: I gotcha. Like those late Michael Jackson songs, wink, wink. Uh, oh,
0: <laughs> Here we go. Right.
1: <laughs> I had to go I know that. Sorry. Uh, but from idea to completion, how long was the the Caged Bird songs project?
2: Mm. Woo! That's a good question.
0: <laughs> I, I would say about seven years plus because. Whoa. There, there was one version of the record that was done before we met her. There were clearances that had to be obtained legally, right. but for the for the rights for the printed work, the poems, her name and likeness, and then there were audio samples from some of her performances that were included. And to have her, she actually performed live on the record too. There's music, new uh, creations that she did specifically for the album. So, there's a lot of red tape. <laughs> <that> <laughs> I can,
1: yeah, I can imagine, yeah.
2: It's actually still going on. You know, yeah. even though she's, she's passed on, her music, her energy is, is still alive and well. So, I don't know if it's ever gonna end because the things that, that are on that, uh, on our music is time, timeless. And mm-hmm. things are always going on in the world that relate to her music. So we can pick out different songs right now, like we did Still I Rise and Now Human Family, uh, things that are always gonna be current. So yeah. we don't even know if it's ever gonna end. But the things she said to us, um, the last time we talked, uh, we were getting ready to go go back down there. We had sent her a, a copy of what we did and I, I called her up and I, I said, Sean, you wanna jump on this call? And he said, yeah. So we talked to her on the phone and we knew that she had had listened to the music. And uh, I said, what do you think about it? And she goes, well, I like it very much. What do you think? And I said, well, it's fine, but we need to tweak it here and there and bring this up, bring this down, whatever. And she said, well, I'm leaving it in your hands. And I said, well, God's in control. And she said, God's in control. And we hung up. And uh, oh. a weeks later she passed away and she passed away on my birthday. Mm-hmm. and she and uh, we talked to we talked to uh, um Oprah uh during the uh during the memorial and Oprah told me um Dr King died on her birthday so it was it's just like just more little pieces of we feel like we're doing the right thing for the right reason and this is so important to us and she left it in our hands so this is why we're making sure that Whoever we work with, whatever we do, we're doing it for the right purpose. And it's not about making tons and tons of money or anything. It's about getting the word out because words are everything. they're powerful.
1: Words are powerful. cagebirdslongs dot So I have to ask the 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 nine hundred pound gorilla, the elephant in the room., uh, you know, it's it's as we're recording this. It's spring. 2021, uh, almost about a year since the uh, Black Lives Matter movement of 2020, and I have to say that specifically because it's not a year-only thing, right? Uh, How has your content really, uh, I guess, come to the forefront? How is it related? Is it more relevant now than ever, judging by what has changed fundamentally uh, in our society over the past year? Um, I'm going to start with this,
2: Sean, if you don't mind. Take your time. Uh we were we were sitting and we had a meeting and we talked about what should we be doing now and this was before you know George Floyd and all of that and uh, and then the, the meeting that we had that was right after he passed and we decided to do something with Still I Rise we felt that this was the time to do that so a few days later Sean came up with this incredible video. It was. I don't. He's such a genius. He just pulls things together. It's so perfect. It's so powerful with her her words and with as yet behind it and the music and the visual. It's unbelievable. It's it's yeah. heart wrenching and it's true and it moves people. And so that was the the right thing to do at the right time. Sure. John.
0: Well. One of the things that really uh, struck me is that um, how many people weren't aware of how long this has been going on, meaning that for folks that are insulated from the real world, they think that the George Floyd incident is some kind of new thing. And um, I recall Emmett Till and his mother asked specifically to have an open casket and those were some of the first viral images that people had seen for that era, where it, for what would be viral to see it in a newspaper. And it was like shocking. And if she hadn't had that courage, um, then we wouldn't have been able to put things in perspective. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, like I'm frustrated. It's a, It's like a bittersweet thing because yes, Maya's work is more poignant than ever, but, I also feel as though there's only so much rising you can do before eventually we reach the top. Like, there should be a point when the struggle um, comes to an end, but I don't think it'll happen in my lifetime. It would be great if it did. And yeah. um, But all, we, all I can hope for is that this moves the needle, um, that people will uh, connect with the music and the message. And even if just one person kind of really uh, it hits home for, uh, where they might wanna, I don't know, change course and go in a better direction, or maybe somebody who doesn't necessarily um, know what's going on, but can feel it in the music, you know?
1: Yeah, well, that's my next question. Uh, has the needle moved? Is it getting better at all, or is it cyclical?
2: It's, I think it's I think it's moving, and I have to believe that. Um, and I'm not going to ever sit still and just, let it happen. I'm gonna be a part of the change. We are gonna be a part of the change. Even if it's moving the needle a little bit, it's moving, okay? So I'm not asking for miracles. I'm just I'm just wanting people to listen to this music, to watch the video, to understand that we've we we're moving forward. we're we're coming together more and more. And it's not just black people anymore. It's black, brown, Asian, whatever you are, you know, we have to be seen as equals. And this is what, this is what we're all, you know, th- that's what our country stands for, okay? Um, No one's better than anyone else. All men, all men are created equal. So they keep forgetting that line. And so we're going to be, we're going to keep reminding them of that. And we're not going away and we're getting stronger and we're doing better. And we're doing peaceful marches. We're not march- marching on the Capitol. We're not doing any of that. You know, we're doing it the right way. So don't come after us when we're doing a peaceful thing. That's that's the bottom line with me. And we're going to be heard. And eventually, people are going to start paying more and more attention because there's black and brown black and brown, and white people walking together in these marches. It's not like um, like we're separate anymore. We have a lot of people behind us. And if you look at commercials, you'll see mixed couples all the time, you can't go back. Okay? Mm. The only way you can go is forward.
1: It's it's funny you said not funny. It's it's interesting you said, uh, you know, all men are created equal. And I always when I do my stand-up comedy, I always say it's never liberty and justice for some, right? <laughs> That's kind of kind of a very similar thing. Uh, the, with Cagebird songs released, uh, and, and it's always a cool idea, uh, 50% of the proceeds went to this, uh, from the Still I Rise single, went to the Dr. Maya Angelou Foundation. Uh, mm-hmm. How important was it for you to give back to the foundation that it gave you so much to make this a project a reality?
0: Oh, we definitely, um, with everything, one of the things that really uh, drew me to Smooch was not just with this project, but with every project that Smooch does has a humanitarian aspect but specifically with this, um, the first thing we wanted to know was how can we use this to give back or to to push the needle again um, Mm -hmm. in more than just lip service and awareness and with uh, Maya's foundation, I mean it's some initiatives that for education, women's empowerment, I mean things that we already stand for and uh, it just made perfect sense.
1: Oh absolutely, yeah. And, and and so Smooch, every project Smooch touches, they have an humanitarian effort. That's pretty cool. Being able to make sure you're not just taking, you're giving back. I mean, was that bred into the DNA? Was this project the first one to really try the pilot program? What was the business side of that uh, idea?
2: Well, bottom line is, you know, it's not about, um, you know, it's about being equal again. And it's not about us. It's about all of us. And Dr. Angelou's, um, projects and everything that she's ever touched um, changed people's lives. So why wouldn't we want to give half of that to to her organization, to her people? Because it's we're all in the same. We're doing all the same thing. So it's about just being fair and not not trying to be greedy or anything. But whatever we're given, we're grateful for. Um, it's it's unfortunately I have to say. Um, with a lot of people, maybe it's about the money, but all of that comes to me, as far as I'm concerned, all of that comes. But there's things uh, much more important than money to me. Yeah. It
1: says a lot that now more than ever, we always look at the about us label. You know, what what do you stand for? What do you represent? What do you feel about certain issues? And I think that's kind of influenced what I consume, whether it's songs or creative projects, the artists themselves and what they stand for. So that's great. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. I've learned a lot more about Dr. Maya Angela, do your experiences with her. Just so gracious, it seems, uh, being able to to really a- agree to do a project this unique. Um, if anyone want to check it out, uh, how would they go about doing that? How can they connect with you individually uh, or as an organization at this time? How do they go about doing that?
2: Well, Sean, sure. you can tell.
0: Okay, let's see. Cagebirdsongs.com, smoochmusic.com. Um, my personal handle is Sean Kurt Rivera at IG or Sean Rivera. Sort of looks like me, different hairstyles. Find <laughs> it. Um, so just, and if you Google it, uh, you'll, you'll definitely find Cage Bird songs if, if all else fails.
2: Yeah. it's Joel? Oh, yeah, uh, van, van at smoochinc.com. You know, or you can just find me through through um, Sean Rivera, because he's like, kind of like my assistant. I screen and-
0: all her calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: my <the> lookout guy. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, so somebody's got to keep the riff raff out. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they get my calls answered. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I,
1: I want to see you back. I want to see you back uh, in the future to see how this project is growing and taking life of its own, because I really feel that because it's so open to interpretation of the root lyrics or whatnot, I would love to see how uh, the-, the public are really taken to this project.
2: We'd love to be back on. Thank you so much for having us today.
0: Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K N E W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.